I have, uh, I, I found a guilty pleasure the past couple of weeks and um, I really don't even know if I want to admit this because like this, this is, is a out safe there. place. This, this is, is not a safe place. place. This is going to be on the interwebs. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us on our podcast, Value Nation, presented by Nationwide AMC. We are going to continue our conversation that we were talking about in part one about basic principles, basic ideas, basic things to do when your home is being appraised. So we are going to pick right back up with that conversation. Charlie, how's it going, man? Fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, you want to talk about basic? Oh, we're recording right now. This would be perfect. Um, so I felt like like a Kardashian. You know, you talk about basic. Like, okay, so it's September, right? And the commercials just got to me. Like, I finally had to go and have a pumpkin spice latte. I got my first one in yesterday. It was now, granted, it was a cold brew. So, like, I was juiced up, ready for for anything. But it gave me tingles. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for fall, bro. It's the beginning of September. I know. And I swear, I was like up and down, like telling my wife, I'm like, I'm not going to do it. I'm waiting till October 1, just waiting. And, found myself sitting in the car waiting for my daughter to finish her training. And I'm like, Starbucks is right across the street. And they got me. They got me no. on that pumpkin phone. See, I think I'd be different if, if I actually enjoyed the taste of pumpkin. But I am, you know, one of the 2% of Americans, I think, in this world. I actually, I actually legitimately don't like pumpkin. So I get to be extra on the hate side when it comes to everybody and their pumpkin mania yeah. this time of year. Because like, I don't like it. I don't, I don't like pumpkin pie. I don't like pumpkin spice lattes i'm not i mean i like a pumpkin muffin like my family my stepmom makes incredible like pumpkin muffins with cream cheese topping and all that oh yeah oh yeah i mean like all all out homemade stuff she she is one hell of a baker and i i mean i could take maybe a bite of it and i'm like yeah i could kind of see what you people like about this but no like no Two or three bites, I'm just like, I can't take this taste anymore. That cream cheese frosting on top? The um, frosting. Yeah, no, the I, I will lick the frosting off the top of that. Changes thing. the game. Exactly. But I uh, see, I, I thought you were rolling a different direction with this basic thing. I, I have a confession to make as well. <laughs> I have, uh, I, I found a guilty pleasure the past couple of weeks. And um, I really don't even know if I want to admit this because like this, this is, is a out safe there. place. This, this is not a safe it. place. This is going to be on the interwebs. Uh, <laughs> interwebs. Man, I, I've watched some episodes of Love Island. I gotta, I gotta throw it out there. No, did you? Really? I did, man. Oh, <laughs> and man. I don't know. I don't know what episode I was, but it kind of hooked me. But they show them, and like when they're getting ready, they have like these little eye patch things, right? Like, because I, I mean, as a guy, you know, getting older, you know, I'm worried about you know trying to keep you know, the young looking face going. So I got, you know, like some serums and creams and stuff, but they have these like eye things that they put on every morning and supposed to help with like the small in the bag. So I totally did order a box of some and they came today and I had them on about an hour ago, right before we started filming to see what it works. Like you put them in the fridge for a little bit, get them cold. They're nice and refreshing. Like it felt great. Are they the reusable ones or are they the throwaway ones? They're the throwaways. Yeah. I came with like a box of 50 or something. Yeah. So look, I mean, yeah, again, this is going to be out there, but hey, two guys that are traveling and you always got to be, you're on, you're on your game with your suit, with your hair, the shoes, yeah. hey, the face, the, the skin, the moisturizer, you got to be on it. You have to have it, especially when and traveling too, because I mean, I got airplanes those dry out. Do you really, yeah, you got the stick on legs? Oh yeah. 
Why? So oh, I'm yeah. behind the game here. So I am behind the game. One hundred percent. Yes, you are. But hey, I'm welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. This is well. This well I have it. I have like an eye cream, you know, that you got to put on. But that's just of kind course. of pain. It's pain in the butt. I'd rather just stick those oh, on. Sticky on your hands. Yeah. Twenty. Oh, twenty. Yeah. Twenty minutes later, you know, you're like peel them off, throw them in the trash. Like I'm. I'm I am a mean man. This is a. This is a great way for people to see, you know, behind the curtain of the traveling salesman. Um, Gosh, yeah. We're putting it all out there. I mean, maybe, hey, maybe we can get a sponsor. One big thing, uh, it just, I just feel like it needs to be said, but stay out of the way. Like, let the guy do his, or, or girl do or, do their thing. Um, yes. They'll be there for 15 or 20 minutes. You know? Boom. Big point right there. We're coming back. Finish, finish what you're saying. We're coming back. <laughs> just stay out, you know, just stay out of the way. You don't want to be in the guys in, in their ear. Um, you want, them to you want them to get out of your way just as much as the other way around so um but yeah go go with your thought yeah 15 to 20 minutes typically um it's, most it's of the time good. comes with writing the report uh but yeah it's literally just walk and click walk and click that's um, a they huge might misconception though that's a big big misconception i i get that um i get as being you know obviously what we are middleman between the the in the transaction i get a lot of complaints saying the appraiser just mailed it in on my inspection. They were barely at my house, maybe 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Like they didn't even look at my home. They were in and out. Bang, bang. I'm yeah. not, I'm not happy with this. I want a new appraiser to come out. No, um, that is about the time it takes, depending on the size yeah. of your home. And no, Karen, that is, that is official. Hey, hey, hey. What? Easy, hey I say that easy, on camera. Yeah, There's, yeah, sorry, all of you Karens out there. And, don't do that. All you crazy cats and cool kittens. Man, I had a huge crush on this girl named Karen back in school. Was she crazy? No, she was actually very sweet, very, very nice woman. One um, in a million, man. Hey, she was good. But anyways, um, unless your house is, and this is going to be, you know, a bigger house, which is going to be a bigger inspection either, where it has crazy dimensions and, it's, and the measuring takes longer and there's more Bigger photos. square footage. Yeah, oh 15, yeah, 15 to 20 minutes. I mean, they're, they're, they circled the outside. Use that to help the measuring process. Go through the inside while measuring. They're taking a photo of every room. While they're doing that, they are assessing the condition of your home. You know, if you clean up after yourself. Yeah, if your floors are worn out, your carpets are going bad. If you got right. scuff marks all over your wall, if you got holes in your, they are looking at that as they go through and taking their pictures and taking into account, you know, what materials your house is made out of, what upgrades you've made. They they may talk to you for a short period of time. Like you said, um, to find out about upgrades, you know, when was the last time the roof was done, windows, et cetera. And then so that's all they need because the, the majority of the work, like we said, they're, they're getting an overall assessment of the condition of your home. And so then they're going to go home and or back to their office. And that's, that's where the real magic. <laughs> yeah, that's where the magic happens. So to help that magic and get you um, the most, we'll just say value, if you will out of their appraisal, uh, big ticket items and updates that you've made to the property. Um, you know, we're talking windows, HVAC, new windows, new HVAC system. Um, you know, you can go on and on about big things. Don't tell yeah, the guy you, go ahead, go ahead. No, I, I was gonna say, yeah, the major components. And I know, I, I know where you were, yeah, I know yeah. where you were going with this next point. Continue, sir, continue. <laughs> so yeah, major components, um, like that, uh, you know, did you just, redo the entire kitchen did you redo an entire bathroom 
Like those little things are going to be helpful. The guy's going to see it. He's going to see the quality. He's going to see. Typically, you can see if it's if it's new and shiny uh, in comparison to what else is out there. But um, that's just something to help these guys out and make sure that they get you every piece of value that's possible uh, in in what you put into it. Um, another piece uh, that I think is important is um, 99% of the people that are that are trying to that are getting an appraisal done that are in the home you're not an appraiser don't don't give the guy that is inspecting your home a list of comps in the area do you what, want go ahead what else should you not give them period oh you mean like a value do not talk value do Especially, not tell yes. someone what you think your house is worth. So typically, typically you're only going to be present when it's a refinance because on a, on a purchase, you're not going to be there. So, right, right, right. Especially on a refi, you know, it's on a purchase, there is a contract price and so the appraiser is aware that you've agreed to buy the house for that much. You know, the market is dictating that. So the appraiser likely is going to take that into account when searching for comps. Um, but on a refi, it's, it's, as we know, it's a blind deal. How much is this house worth? You got to pull this market value out of, out of the blue, what, what is it? Do not mention what you need for the loan to work to get your loan to value. Do not mention what you think the home is worth. Do not mention a value whatsoever. That is grounds yeah. for the appraiser to say he is uncomfortable with the assignment and would like it reassigned. And that isn't on the appraiser at that point because the appraiser cannot be influenced in any way. And by giving right. him a number, that is causing influence because that there's no, we're all human. The appraiser's not going to forget that. So when the appraiser sits down and starts going through their actual comps, they know in the back of their mind what number you were looking for. And it's, it's not right. There's no influence in this business anymore. So <laughs> any, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Are you like, I snuck that in there. Uh, Once upon a time, yeah, Once upon yeah. a time I could text the appraiser myself. It was the wild west, you know, typewriters and Polaroids, but, um, but yeah. That's why so, we're here. Yeah. So do not, do not mention a value. Do not give them comps. Um, just be there to answer the questions that they have about your home and, and let's go. So, so, so now the appraisal is complete. Your lender gets the notification. It's done. Your lender emails you a copy within the first, I believe like 72 hours or something like that. They have. Within 72. Yeah. I think most are 24, but but yeah, they required, have up to 72 hours. Yeah. Required to send you in 72 hours. <clears throat> so, so you get your appraisal and, and we'll try to fly through this. So, so what, what are you looking for? The first thing you need to understand is this is a market-based valuation. This is based on market value, right? We are, it is not a cost appraisal. And so this goes back to, I installed these $40,000 water heater things. I still don't understand exactly what they are. Um, why, why isn't, why, why isn't there something showing I get $40,000? Yeah. Why isn't there a $40,000 bump? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because, because I installed those, um, since I bought the house and I'll, I'll give you 2000. <laughs> I don't yeah. even know. I actually, I have no idea what everything, it would, what everything, it would come out of. Everything is market reaction. So right. if, if this house is the only house in this whole town that has this, how is the appraiser going to show if someone would be willing to pay more for those than I have the exact same house that doesn't have those. That's kind of how point. it's done. So if, if you, if you make everything equal on homes and one home has those and it was, let's say 300,000 and then the exact same home sold in a recent time frame for 280, 
and then another one sold for 280. Then another one pops up that has those that sold for 295. So now the appraiser is going to see, okay, I got four homes here. Two had those, two didn't. All everything else equal, they're getting about 15 to 20,000 extra for the homes that included those. And so then, yes, you might get an adjustment on your appraisal showing right. what it is, but that kind of data has to be out there. It's like the MC Hammer thing. You could have like 24 karat gold toilets. <laughs> that guy was an idiot. He spent so but, much money. But are you going to get extra on appraisal if you're the one house in the state that has no, gold? No, because there's no right. way to show there's any market reaction for having it. So you're right. That that's kind of the way to, to wrap your head around it, like price per square foot. That's 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 one that gets me every time. You know, it's like, hey, well, all the homes in this neighborhood are going for a price per square foot of two hundred, but you know, the appraisal comes out to be one eighty. You know, well, well, why didn't why why isn't it two hundred? Well, that's that's a back end number for appraisers. Appraisers right. don't do a calculation on price per square foot and then input a value. It's a, it's a back end thing. It's just a little box I think that automatically gets filled in from the numbers that put on the appraisal. It's not even something you calculate. Yeah, with the software and stuff that these guys have now to uh, complete these these reports, mm-hmm. you're right. There's a lot of automation in some of that, um, and I mean, I can't speak for sure whether all of them are like that, but I would assume the most are because ultimately they're trying these software platforms are trying to save these guys like a whole bunch of time, right? Oh yeah, yeah. To get these reports done. So, yeah, but yeah, your point to uh, square footage. Um, yeah, I've said a lot of guys, uh, a lot of guys will submit a uh, a rebuttal um, when it comes to the value because they didn't see enough of see enough value or what they thought it was going to be. Uh, and they're trying to sell it on square footage. Price per square foot. Yeah. You know what? It, this goes back to what I was saying with my example. This is the best way I can say it for people to understand why price per square foot doesn't matter on appraisal. Price per square foot only can be calculated and used in comparison when all things are equal. All things are equal. All things have to be equal for that to work. You can't compare... If, 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 if you're looking at a property that is a 1800 foot split entry with let's say three bedrooms, two baths, and your current home is a 2100 square foot ranch with four bedrooms and three baths, and the ranch is going for 200 feet per square, or $200 per square foot, and your appraisal comes in and it's 180, sticking with those same numbers I used before, you're like, well, the other homes in this neighborhood, you would have to adjust and do so many things to that ranch to get it on an equal playing field to that split entry to make all things equal and then see what the price per square foot, like price per square foot assumes all things equal. And it just, right. no, that wasn't the best way to explain it, but if you just put yourself in that mindset, like this only works if all things are absolutely 100% equal. They have to be for price per square foot to be a somewhat accurate measurement of value. Man, hopefully I just did. Yeah, I mean, Haley. I mean, you might have lost some people there. Yeah, I know. But that's something I'm very passionate about is getting people to understand that because a lot of time is spent on rebuttals and the most common item that comes back is price per square foot. It's like, like, it's a moot point because all things aren't equal here. You You can't use that as a basis for saying this appraisal came in lower than we expected because of price per square foot. 
no, there actually has to be comparables that are similar to the subject property that have sold for justifying what you're trying to do. Now let's 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 touch on that real quick. When you're talking about um, a, a value rebuttal, now uh, you want we're looking for the appraiser is looking at closed sales, closed sales that are recorded the, done. Right. Yes. Keys um, have been transferred. That all sold at the at the at the price point and higher. Right. So let me give me an example. Um, you want you want three hundred thousand dollars as a value for your home. Okay. Well, it came in at two seventy. Sorry. Okay. Well, you if you're trying to get to three hundred, you need to have comparables, close comparables in your market that close as on that price point and higher. This is when you're when you're when you're submitting a, a value rebuttal. Like there's going to be adjustments. There's going to be you know um, you might get a little bit more. Um, might be homes that close for a little bit more, um, but after adjustments down for, you know, um, maybe a new kitchen or maybe there's a new bathroom or whatever, whatever can help adjust the value. Um, but the point being is that I've seen a lot of guys, <laughs> I've seen a lot of guys uh, submit new comps that were below what the original appraisal came in at. Price per square foot. Yeah. That's so that um, presenting a comp that is smaller, but has a higher price per square foot. So then the thought process is, well, if we give them this comp, then the adjustment to the gross living area on the appraisal report to bring all things equal is going to bump up, you know, the adjusted sales price. Uh, to, all things equal. Yeah, to yeah. being above what we got, so it's going to raise things. But the problem is, the report likely contained three to four other sold comps that are more similar in size already, and so the appraiser is not going to go and add a comp, especially to really what's the word I'm looking for? Really to to change the value, I guess, like influence to influence, uh, adjust, adjust the value based on the least similar property out of the five or six that are already right. yeah. being compared to it's, it's just right. not it's not going to happen so but that's more something that, that gets dealt with in our world that um the borrowers if anybody is still listening <laughs> who is not actually in the business um that's more something that we deal with that gets presented our way um you know from from the lending side but obviously you know sometimes especially on refis borrowers are involved in their their rebuttals and right and they're in their they're curious they have questions i mean don't get me wrong there's there's loan officers who who they submit there's a lot of education that takes place by us educating the los and uh and or processors or what have you um in the lenders because you know a lot of them feel that they could just throw anything on paper um especially the value that they are desired. And uh, those things get thrown out automatically. So these are things that we have to deal with on our end um, to help educate everybody. And uh, so I think that, I think that probably rounds out our, you know, quick tips and quick- What to do on an appraisal. What? Give, them a, give them a beer. Don't give them a uh, beer. No, they gotta mm -hmm. drive. Well, yeah, they probably got to drive. Uh, this made me think. So, so the, the, my tool of the week this week. Oh, can you can you, can you name that tool? It's it's not a wrench. 
It's a no, it's bottle opener. Bottle opener, yeah. This was this was one of our this was one of our old old swags here, the uh, the old Order Pro USA, man. I hate that word swag, darling. Like, or is it swag? Swag? No, swag is swag. Swag is something else. Yeah, that's uh, definitely something else. <laughs> swag, your swag bags, like that's got a giveaway, you know. Um, we uh, no, we these, just did these one. Were, these were a good hit. These these bottle openers, these were good. Hit. They're solid. That's what I used when I used to bartend. Speaking of speaking of swag, let's uh, let's take this into where you could find us this month. Because we're right beside you. Because we're right beside you. Uh, uh, let's see. This month, what are you what are you, what are you doing this month? I'm I'm, I'm gearing up. I gotta get all my suits redone for NBA. Oh, NBA, that's right. Well, before the NBA though, we got September 26th to the 27th, the uh, Serbian Lending Conference. Um, we will be represented there. October 7th to the 10th, uh, the big NAM conference out in Las Vegas at Caesars Palace. I got pulled Palace. off that one. Caesar Palace? What? That was, that, that was my first ever nationwide show, you know? You got pulled off of it? You're not gonna be there? No, oh my god. Oh man, you'll be missed. So that's the one that has the um the big that was the one that had the big rooftop party. Um, yes. Well, I mean, yeah, Vegas. I mean, you gotta go Vegas. We were just in Vegas and we did cigars, cigar cutters. Our marketing department did a fantastic job putting the swag together. Um, those things went like crazy. Oh, and end of October to end out the uh the big conferences for the year, as you mentioned, NBA annual, October 23rd to 26th in Music City. Nashville, Tennessee. Have you booked your hotel room? Uh, I got to do that probably this weekend. I looked it up. Um, all the ones that are with the show are sold out. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Well, <laughs> I know. I was like, we just get an Airbnb. Like, what does the company think of that? Like, if, if we, we all just get like a three bedroom, four bedroom Airbnb. Uh, we've done it. We've yeah. done it before. Yeah. So. Well, we'll talk. We'll we'll talk about. Let's... Anyways, I'm excited. Nashville. I've only been to Nashville once. I'm excited to go to Nashville first. Nashville. Nashville's a blast. Yeah, we'll have a we'll have a great time there. Catch me at Tootsie's, baby. Going to, going <laughs> down to Tootsie's. We'll be there. That's the oldest. Isn't that the oldest bar on the, on Broadway? Tootsie's. That's like the original. The original bar there. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Tootsie's is like. I mean, yeah, there's a bunch of old the... stuff. Nashville's got a cool party scene. And that and that's the one that's like eight stories, right? There's like a ton, like six different levels. Kid Rock has one that's like four levels. Yeah, the blast. They do like a different a different band on every single floor. Jason Alvarez is huge. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 a pretty cool place. I'm excited. So if uh, if you guys are looking for other ways to see what we got going on, where we're gonna be, um, go check us out on basically every social media platform out there. All um, of all of Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, what am I missing? Twitter. Yeah, tweets. Yeah, Twitter. But go, uh, go like and subscribe to us on on YouTube um, for this podcast and future ones. Get set up the notifications so you know when when we're dropping some more heat on Value Nation. Value Nation nationwide. AMC.com. Nationwide. We're right beside you. Right beside you.